You are listening to the Fun and Profit for the Active Entrepreneur podcast, episode 22, an empowering conversation with Beth Allen of DIY Hip Chicks. Welcome to the Fun and Profit for Active Entrepreneurs podcast. I'm your host, Paula G. Join me as we explore what it takes to get you out from behind your desk and endless to-dos so you're feeling more vibrant, alive, and engaged in your business and in your life. I'm so excited to have Beth be on today's podcast. Uh, I've known Beth for about five years or, or so, and we both met in some local networking groups, and it has been absolutely tintillating to watch her brand and her work grow and get out there in the world and to be seeing her dreams for this work start to really flourish. Um, and so let me tell you a little bit about Beth. Beth Allen is the founder of Hip Chicks, the home improvement project Chicks. And she created this for real homeowners just like you who want a real DIY direction to save money, time, and stress. Hip Chicks is for women and men ready to be strong homeowners and fearless people too. Uh, Beth is just such an empowering person that I don't even know where to start except to say that she is a DIY expert, a TV personality, an interior designer, and a licensed contractor. And like many of us, she did not start out there, but her career has taken uh, many, many twists and turns. Another reminder that nothing ever goes to waste on our life's journey. So without further ado, let's tune in to my conversation with Beth Allen of DIY Hip Chicks. All right. Well, welcome, Beth. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to come on the podcast. Well, thank you, Paula. I'm very happy. Nice yeah. to catch up with you. It is. And um, uh, I, I'm just so excited. It seems like just yesterday that we met and yet years and I don't know how many years it's been. Um, but it's exciting to watch you you grow and thrive and to introduce you to some new new people in the podcast. Thank you. I think it's been five years. Maybe something like that. Yeah, long time. Yeah, time flies. Um, but let's start with something really basic. And that's just tell us what DIY Hip Chicks uh, is and what it's all about. Well, um, Hip Chicks is um, the official name of the business, um, and it stands for Home Improvement Project Chicks. It's an idea that actually, as I joke, hatched at the kitchen table uh, one night with my husband and, and boys. I had so many women coming up to me over the years and asking me, how did I learn or know how to do things around the house? Because we had bought our home and I have been working on it for years, trying to make it more personal and less cookie cutter. So I started teaching myself molding and carpentry and um, how to fix drywall and do faux finishes. And I did tiling and um, changed electrical fixtures and plumbing fixtures and and all these women were like, how do you know how to do this? And I couldn't really answer them because it was just something that was a bit intuitive. And then I would follow up with learning through video or through books or asking contractors and things like that. So this idea came to me of why don't I teach other women how to do similar things in their own space so that they didn't have to rely on a man to come along and do these things for them. 
but they could save money, time and aggravation by just getting it done. So um, the first class I taught for hip chicks was five women at the community center. And the next semester was 25 women. Hmm. And then I got calls from other schools. Can you teach that class? And the light bulbs went off that this is a real need for women out there to be independent homeowners and to have the knowledge, the skill and the guts to take care of their property. So that's where it all started. Yeah. I I like the way you said it started over dinner uh, one evening over the table. I was going to say like over a roasted chicken, but (laughs) (laughs) it could have been, I don't remember that night. (laughs) Um, But it's true. I mean, I'm fairly, well, I'm not handy, but my, my father was always big at trying to tell me like, and say that, you know, there's things that actually have to get done, but even myself, you know, not feeling empowered to do things. Um, although some of your help and, and lessons have helped me do things like change an outlet without frying myself. Um, <laughs> no fried chicken allowed. That's, that's right. That's right. Uh, so your idea for DIY hip chicks came about over dinner. Um, but I know you had an entire career before you started your business, in addition to being a mom and such. So how did the idea of actually starting the business come about? um, I have a bachelor's degree in nursing, worked in geriatrics for seven years. I loved it, but um, gave notice when I became pregnant with my first son. And it was in the years of being home, raising my three boys, that I started ripping the house apart. Mm -hmm. And self-taught all these projects along the way and then decided I needed to do something more formal. So I went to Temple for their certificate of interior design. And then um, as my skill set grew, I um, applied to be a licensed contractor. Mm. So, um, you know, it was kind of an odd path. And people always say, how do you go from being a nurse to fixing houses? And The reality is that the same methodology, the critical thinking that went into diagnosing and treating a patient is very similar to what you do as a homeowner in identifying what the cause of the problem, whether it's a bad outlet or um, just a door that won't latch. You know, you, you have to step back, you have to analyze, you have to gather your data and make a determination, implement something, see if it works. If it doesn't, you try something else. And you know, people are are afraid to do DIY projects. And I said, if I was a nurse and I screwed up, I could have killed somebody. If I screw up now, I just go buy another piece of drywall. It's not a big deal. And yeah, yeah, there's something about that hurdle that this is not that complicated. Yeah. 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 It's not like you're ripping down a wall or something. You're, you're, you're doing more manageable, or at least you start off with more manageable projects. I have ripped down walls, but I don't teach people to do that. They don't start there. You don't start, right? Um, But I like the way you talk about um, transferring the excellence and experience that you had uh, as a nurse to taking what seems to be like an entirely different left turn of a career. Um, and, And I think that there's something really valuable in that idea of how do you put the puzzle pieces together? Cause you can get anywhere you want to go. Absolutely. You know, I mean, all the, the lessons I learned as a, you know, a bachelor's degree nurse of critical thinking and analysis, it really does spill over. Plus I learned how to teach patients 
you know, that was a critical thing as a nurse is that the doctor would walk in the room and deliver, you know, blah, blah, blah in medical jargon. And then the patient looks to the nurse and goes, what did he just tell me? So it's the same thing in a contractor setting, whereas a contractor will come in and they'll talk about, well, you got two by sixes and you got that header and that's a load bearing. And people are like, what? What does that mean for me? Does that mean I can make my kitchen bigger or not? And I can kind of come in and explain it in a more layman's term, just as I did as a nurse. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because they do drive-bys and you're like, what? What What just happened here? Yeah. And exactly. that same concept of analyzing, is your patient ready to learn? Is the homeowner ready to learn? How do you teach that homeowner? Do they need visual or written directions? Like, how do you get them to comprehend what they need to know? So I like to use different medium where I have stuff on print. Most of what I do is visual education because I'm a visual learner. And I think most women tend to be. Um, I, I think engineering minds tend to be more written and analytical, but I think a lot of people like pictures because they can just see it and they don't have to imagine it. So um, I'm all for the visual learning. Yeah. And does this look like what I'm doing? Like if they're following along on one of your videos, it's like, and they're doing it at the same time, it can be like, well, okay, does this look right? <laughs> yeah. Or my parts don't look like their parts. And now what? So, <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not talented. It's not my first talent is being handy in any way. But when I've got a video in front of me, if the person's teaching me well, I can usually figure it out. Exactly. And we know you're a good teacher, so. Well, thank you. I had one gentleman write to me once about my YouTube video on how to use a power drill and correct me because I did not use the right terminology for the end opening of the drill. And I said to him. The hole, you mean? <laughs> yes. You know, the, the lumen, you know, the opening. And I use the word lumen because that's that would be a medical terminology, mm. like with medical parts and IV junctions and all that. But I used the term lumen and that it was a telescoping open telescoping opening and all of that. Well, he corrected me and said, you know, you're not teaching it properly. And I wrote to him and I said, you're right. I did not use the proper term, but I'm telling you that the women I'm teaching don't care yeah. what the heck the thing's called. They want to know what does it do and how do I work it? They don't care what it's called. So I said, there's a fine line between giving information that they don't care about and giving them what they need. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So why are you so passionate about empowering women to be able to do this? Well, I think it comes twofold. Um, part of the reason is when, when I was growing up, we lived paycheck to paycheck. You know, I had a blue-collar working dad, hard-working man, um, a stay-at-home mom, and, you know, we were that middle class family. And, you know, when an appliance broke or there was a home repair, you know, the poop hit the fan and it was a crisis financially. Um, and I learned at a young age that you just fix things on your own because you didn't have the money to call a professional in every time something happened. So at 17, I put in my first faucet. Um, I remember being eight or nine years old up on scaffolding, hanging wallpaper with my mother. This was just a way of life. And we grew up very resourceful. And I think that's just a part of who you are. And I think um, a big problem in society today is that people are not resourceful. Yeah. 
So that's one issue for me is that I think there's a great power in being able to be self-reliant and not have to depend on other people. It doesn't mean that doing it yourself means doing it alone. Right. It means I am determined to figure out what I need to do for myself and do what I can for myself to a reasonable extent. And there's, it's a, it's a powerful lesson to teach your children as well, instead of having them be dependent, like because of these helicopter parents that do everything for them. (laughs) It drives me crazy. Um, so I think there's that element that that's how I grew up. The other piece is that when I was 20, um, my mother went through an emotional breakdown. Um, I was the youngest at home, uh, the youngest, but only child at home. And, um, she had had a hysterectomy and it really changed her whole mental outlook. And in the course of a year and a half, she changed dramatically from being this sharp kick-ass woman who taught me how to do all this stuff and to be independent to a very, um, depressed, manipulative, um, narcissistic person whom we never knew. Like this was not the same woman that raised me. Um, and when I was 21, I moved out for emotional duress because if I didn't leave, I was going down that same path of, of depression and anxiety. And, um, one night it was bad enough that I was contemplating what I consider taking my own life. And I realized that this was bad and I needed to leave the environment because I did not want that. So, uh, it was a wake up call and I moved out and I lived very tenuously, um, paycheck to paycheck my senior year of college while I went to school full time and I worked part time and I paid my bills. And, um, it was a really rough year, year and a half until I was, you know, full-time employed and it taught me a lot. It taught me self-reliance, taught me how to manage money, taught me to take care of myself and how to confront a lot of fears, um, on my own. So that has been a huge, um, impetus to who I've become in the last 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. And the self-reliance is such a big thing, um, I just got off of spending a couple of days on one of my favorite places on the planet, on Monhegan Island, which is like 10 miles off the coast of Maine. And the people who live there year-round, granted a small population, they're self-reliant people because they have to be. And, and it's interesting to watch how they work in contrast to you know, people you run into every day. They don't just throw things out because it's so expensive to get trash hauled away on the boat. It's like $10 a bag of trash. Now imagine if we had to spend $10 every time we had a bag of trash, we, we might live a little bit differently. And so while it's not about trash or the environment or anything else, it's about looking at how can you do this differently or how can you be more courageous and, and confident to, to step into doing that? Yeah. Yeah. And people don't realize they're capable of so much more if they just put it out there. Well, a whole big part of your message, and I know uh, I've seen your, well, I've seen your sing- signature talk and it's infancy, infancy. I haven't seen it in a while. Um, but just really, that's part of what y- you do. You may teach them the skills to change um, the wallpaper, but you're really teaching them those inner skills. Is that, is that so? Oh, absolutely. What I'm trying to do is, uh, if someone said, 
you know, what do you do? And I said, well, my tagline, of course, is that I teach women how to screw yeah. and hammer too. Um, but I said, in actuality, what I do is I build smart, capable, and confident homeowners. Mm-hmm. But it goes beyond homeownership. That when you show a person, a woman, a, a man, whatever, how to um, tackle their home, how to just tackle some piece of their life to give them the confidence to manage it independently, it changes the way they see themselves showing up in the world. And it can begin with a simple thing of changing a toilet flopper. But then you see, well, I did that. Isn't that cool? And you tell, hey, I fixed my toilet this week. And, and you just start to feel different. And it spills over into other parts of your life. And um, it's just a really powerful thing. Um, I have had women who have written to me and said, you know, I had this happen and I was going to call somebody, but I remembered what you told me. I remembered here. I heard your voice in my head saying, if you can give birth to a human being, you can fix a toilet, you know, <laughs> and cause that's one of my, my things, you know, I mean, not everybody has children, but we have the physical capability as men and as women is to create a human being. Fixing a toilet's nothing. <laughs> yeah, <You> sure. <laughs> it's an inanimate object that's bolted to the bathroom floor. Don't let it intimidate you. And we have to get outside of our small mindedness. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be defeated by the leaking shower head or something. Yeah. Yeah. Now, momentarily, we can be defeated. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. That one point you hold up the white flag and say, I need to call the pro in. I need to call the plumber. Now I tried it, but maybe you tried it and you fixed it and it cost you 10 bucks and it cost you a half an hour instead of days waiting for him to come and taking off of work and spending 200 bucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just a mindset of understanding that as you talk to the pros, not to be intimidated by them either. And your lack of knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so tell us, I know you've got some new and exciting stuff unfolding in your, in your business. You've got your new website and you've got some new, uh, you know, I'll let you do the reveal, but you've got some stuff happening uh, coming up that, that you've been working diligently towards for, for years. So tell us about that. Well, I'm very excited because um, I have been working on this for, gosh, five years. Um, I had this idea, began five years ago, about a television show that empowers homeowners in a way to um, tackle all of this stuff with confidence. And I love DIY shows, but I find that so many of them don't teach you anymore. They show you ugly befores, a bunch of drama, and then they show you the pretty after. And it cost $30,000 and took a team of 15 people, and it took four weeks. And nobody is showing the everyday homeowner how to tackle the real stuff that goes wrong the clogged sink, the toilet flapper that's broken and the toilet that runs and drips and all the time and the, the bad outlet. And now I'll, I'll, I can't plug my hair dryer in because the outlet's dead. And, you know, these are real life things that just get on your nerves and nobody's telling you how to deal with those things. So 
Um, very excited that beginning in 2017, I will be hosting my own DIY show in Philadelphia on PHL 17. So um, the show will be called Hip Chicks Flips. It's a show about fixing homes and flipping mindsets. Mm, nice. Love it. So um, we're very excited. I have a team in place um, for the production. Um, we are looking for sponsors. We are looking for companies to get behind this because this is not, like I said, just about you know an aesthetic, fluffy show. This is about changing the lives of everyday Americans, about homeowners in our community who are struggling with an issue and giving them the knowledge, the skill, and the guts to manage it because, you know, I, this is a, a scenario, but, you know, say you've got a woman, single mom, who has a leaking kitchen faucet. She knows it's leaking. Now she's got mold growing under the sink because it's been leaking and she doesn't know how to do it, but she doesn't have 200 bucks for a plumber and a new faucet. So she ignores it, but her kid has allergies. So now she's feeling guilty because she knows the mold's there. Her kid has allergies. She feels inadequate as a parent because her kid is in a situation that's not healthy for him, but she can't fix it. And if you can change that for her, you change so much. Mm -hmm. It's not just about the leak. So those are the types of stories that I want to tell and engage people that we all have those things at home, whether it creates an unpleasant annoyance situation or it's a safety hazard or it's a health hazard at home that we can tackle these things in our own world. Yeah. Yeah. I love the way you point out just the trickle down effect because it's not the leak. It's about this person now feeling horrible about themselves, about themselves as a mother, as a failure and all the torturous terrorist voices in our head that go on when it's this this little thing that could be solved if only someone could shed some light on on how and 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 make her feel like I, I can do this yeah you know and it is that trickle down experience um but at this point i have the platform i have the passion i have a team we need we need funding. You know, we need companies to come behind us and support us. Um, we are going to be um, starting a crowdfunding program as well. Um, there are so many people I've helped in the community over the last five years, and I'm hoping that they'll reciprocate and they'll help contribute. Not that my team and I are trying to make a fortune on this project at all. That's, that's not our point. We, we're shooting a six-episode pilot because we want to see if we can get this whole momentum and this whole movement of practical home improvement, practical DIY to take hold. And then we can take it to a bigger network that has the ability to, to fund it and kind of scoop us up and go to a, a more national level with it. Yeah. So it's, it's on PHL 17 and, and I know we're going to tell people later how they can stay in touch with you because I'm sure you'll let us know when we can watch. Um, but if you're, if you're local and don't have uh, cable or TV, or if you're not local, because much of my audience is scattered across the country, is this show going to be, the pilot show going to be available streaming, or, or is there a way for folks to... Uh, to um, I don't know about that technical part of that mm -hmm. yet. Um, so stay I, tuned. <laughs> yeah, so stay tuned for that piece. Okay. 
Um, but you know, for, for the Philadelphia locals, um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely, you know, let people know when it'll be airing. Um, you know, we're shooting for the winter time. It's, mm-hmm. it's when people have a little more time to kick back and relax and, um, and, and watch TV and, you know, maybe just it's your homebound and tackle a project. Yeah. You know, you're homebound. It's winter. There's not as much to do. And maybe you make your honey do list mm-hmm. and you get tackling that list. Yep. Um, so, well, I'll come to your house and watch it if I need to, <laughs> but that's not for our entire listeners. I mean, you have a nice house, but you don't want everyone there. <laughs> we'll have to rent out like a conference room or a hotel and, you know, watch our, um, debut program, but oh, that'd um, be fun. I, I have been really blessed in the last five years in that, you know, I just had this idea and you know, I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to be rich and famous. I didn't even want my face to be the brand. I wanted it to be my little Henrietta chicken, um, who's on my logo. Um, because it's not about me, you know, the business is not called hip chick. It's not about me. It's about hip chicks. It's about the women that I'm trying to help. I want them to grow. I want the chicks to grow and to blossom in their skills. I'm just a tool. I'm just a person to help them, but it's really about the women that I'm trying to serve and having them change their lives. And yeah, it might be as simple as they finally hung up that picture that's been leaning on the floor for the last two years that they walk past and go, Oh, I need to hang that, but I don't know how. Mm -hmm. Well, when you finally do hang the damn picture on the wall, you just feel good. And that's, you know, the whole momentum that's really behind this. So, um, I've been very blessed that I've had people who just keep coming out of the woodwork who've offered up time and, um, knowledge and just given of themselves because they believe in this idea and they think about their mother, their aunt, their grandmother, their sister, their daughter, who's living alone because there's, um, a recent statistic that nine out of 10 women will live alone at some point in their life. Nine out of 10. I've lived alone. Paula, you've lived alone. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very rare that a woman goes from her parents' home to marriage, you know, and, and, you know, that's the end of it. It's very rare. There are more and more um, female home buyers, um, single moms. So the reality is, this whole market of people that need to be empowered to take care of the biggest asset of their life. Yeah. And, and for many, uh, even if they are living with somebody, the nature of business today is a lot of spouses travel um, or, you know, God forbid someone gets sick or, or passes on. And so there's that gap in there where there's going to be a time in your life that you need to solve something. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, widowers, a lot of seniors, you know, women outlive men. So there's a lot of seniors on their own and, you know, having worked in geriatrics, it just kills me to think of, of a senior woman being taken advantage of by, you know, a contractor who's trying to sell her parts and services she doesn't need, you know, for her home. And I tell people there may be none of these projects that you will actually do on your own because you just don't care. You don't want to do those things. That's fine. But at 2 a.m., 
I want to make darn sure you know where the water shut off in your house is when a toilet's leaking. Yeah. You don't have to fix that toilet. You don't have to replace that toilet. But you got to know where to shut off the darn water so you're not flooding out your house and ruining it. And you need to make sure that the darn shut off works. I mean, that's one thing you taught me. And I was like, oh, shit, this thing doesn't work. So, you know, get it fixed because otherwise you've got, uh, you know, a swimming pool instead of a home. Yeah, you're up the creek without the paddle. <laughs> exactly. Um, when the water starts flowing. Yeah. Um, but I, I really have just been blessed by this just group of people who are behind this and all want to see it happen because it's it's a need. It's a real need out there in the community. And um, I actually had one person sent me an email through LinkedIn, said she'd been stalking me for six months. She loved what I was doing said I needed my own TV show and she wanted to see what she could do to help me. So she's now one of my associate producers on the show. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. You know, nice. um, but I think when, when there's an idea that just has heart to it, people get behind it. Yeah. So I've been really blessed that people are supporting this. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I'm just so excited when I when I heard all that. Um, so from a business perspective, perspective, how did you go from just an idea to being, a, at least regionally, a pretty sought after brand and TV personality, right? Because it wasn't like an overnight snap your fingers, here we are scenario. So how, how did you go um, from here to there? Well, it was certainly not overnight. Um, you know, you get that. You, you've seen it. Um, for me, I went from a nurse to a stay at home mom to a woman with an idea. And, you know, I was sewing curtains in my basement for people because, you know, that's what I was doing as a small business on the side after the kids went to school. Um, the things that I did that were pivotal were, um, a few things. One was finding a group, finding a networking group, um, support group, um, referral group. And that for me was life changing. Um, you and I met through mm -hmm. Network Now Connections, and that was really just the turning point for me. Um, Jamie Broderick was the founder, and she um, really opened my eyes to business, um, to marketing, to things that I needed to do that I had never thought of, never heard of. I've never had a business course, no business, no accounting, no marketing. I've taken nothing. Yeah. I've learned all of this kind of. Um, you know, on the cuff in the last couple of years. So um, getting into a group that has education as well as networking and support is key because you need other people to tell you that you're not crazy, that it's okay to cry because you're tired and fed up and things aren't going the way you want them. Um, that will also kick you in the ass the next day and say, okay, time to get back on the horse. Um, and to have that network where people will refer you to other people. Um, it was through Jamie that I got my first um, live television appearance. And um, it was a connection to NBC in Philly. That was a huge opportunity that wouldn't have presented itself had I not been with people that had connections. So that's a key thing. So networking, um, education, and um, is support will really make a difference in your business. If you're going to try and do it alone and you're going to sit at your house and, you know, just punch away at your computer, you're not going to get as far. You need to tell people what you're doing, what you're trying to do and let them get involved and let them believe in what you're doing. Yeah. 
Yeah, you need to connect with people, whether it's online or in person, um, and, you know, online more than just typing at them. Now we have the beauty of video and, and whatnot. But what you say is beautiful, because I've had my fair share of clients that have said, well, I don't have a business background. Can I be successful with my idea? Heck yeah. Heck yeah, you need to learn a little bit. You know, that's how I can help people and such. But you, you, you certainly can. Because you've, you've learned other things in your life, you can learn this. Absolutely. And I think as adults, sometimes we forget our ability to learn. You know, I think we, we forget that learning and education is not just college and under. That we need to continue to educate ourselves about everything. You know, I, I think I am so curious. I want to learn about everything. There's not enough time. Yeah. There's not enough years left in my life for me to learn all the things I want to learn. About. I'm with you there. <laughs> There's just not enough years. I mean, I sat in my son's um, back to school night the other day. He's in an introduction to engineering. And in the class, it's all about hands-on learning and theory and um tactile manipulation of materials and, and all of this stuff. I'm like, I want to take the class. Like this would just be so fun. You know, it wasn't just, you know, here's the content, read it and we're going to have a test. It was real learning. And I was like so excited about it. Um, and I think people need to get back to that desire to want more out of life and to seek new levels of fulfillment you know, I absolutely adore my children. You make me cry. Um, my kids are my everything. But I knew that I needed something for me because I looked at my mother who had devoted so many years to her three kids, but she didn't preserve her own identity. And I'm determined to have something for me. And if I can help other people in the process, I can't ask for anything else. And by having something for yourself that makes you able and have the reserve and the well of meaning and everything to not only be a better role model for your kids, but to have more to give to them versus just like, okay, I'm your servant. Absolutely. That's save that for cat owners. I'm your servant. That's how it is here. <laughs> yeah. um, mm. You know, my kids are very independent kids, um, you know, and I think Part of it is that's just my mentality, but because I am working and have, you know, obligations of my own, they've had to step up. And I mean, you know, they're, they're not on their own at, you know, right. nine years old, you know, fend for yourself, but age appropriate, right? Yeah. It's, it's all age appropriate. And, um, they've really stepped up as young men who take ownership of situations. And I think, it's a huge disservice to our youth, to the next generation, that parents are not passing on this concept of self-reliance. Because, yeah. you know, like you said, your dad tried to teach you stuff when you were growing up, and it was my mom who taught me. But parents in the last 15 years, 20 years, have not been passing on these basic skills of taking care of a property or figuring things out, problem-solving. It's too easy to write a check, call someone in, and outsource everything. And the problem is for these young people, these millennials who are buying a property, 
they are screwed because they don't have the knowledge. They don't have any skill and they don't have the money that their parents had to write the check. So many of them are opting out of homeownership, which financially is a bad move in in a long term, you know, to just be paying rent when they could be owning, you know, and having a stake in equity. So it's really, in my mind, a parent's responsibility to build independent people. Stop helicoptering. Stop doing all that crap for them. Teach them how to do it for themselves. Teach people how to think and approach a problem. You may need to hire someone in the end, but being able to think through and take a moment versus just throw your hands up and go like, I don't know. Right. Right. I I have a client who I I adore. She's she's brilliant. She is a um, child psychologist. She's PhD. She's brilliant. She's funny. I I love being with her. Um, But at her home one day, she said, can you check the porch light? Um, That porch light hasn't worked in two years. Well, I checked it. The bulb was bad. So here is someone who is, is just... She has the knowledge. I mean, she's a very bright woman, but was is just so caught up in the everyday to not step back and problem solve at the most basic level. Yeah. She was going to call an electrician if I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. You can change the bulb. Yeah, for sure. You know, so it, it's giving our kids those basic problem solving skills. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we came home and or I wasn't home. My kids came home, um, the three of them, and the garage door wouldn't open. So they got the spare key and they went into through, through, through the front door and then went out to see why the garage door wouldn't open. The youngest one, the 13-year-old, opened the little box on the side of the door panel where the key code is and said, I bet the battery in here is bad. So he changed the 9-volt battery in the keypad outside the garage door and, wow, the door worked again. Mm-hmm. So kudos to him at 13 that he problem-solved. Yeah. And didn't call me, but he figured it out on his own. Yeah, he just didn't wait till mom and dad got home and goes, the garage doors broke. Well, okay. Um, and, and that's self-reliance. You need, like, if you're a business owner, um, there is no one else to, you know, you, you just can't call them. I mean, yes, you want to have mentors and, you know, and, and coaches and colleagues and support and whatnot. But fundamentally, you need to give it some thought yourself first. Absolutely. You know? Um, work through it a little bit and then you can have an intelligent conversation with your contractor and he knows he can't screw around with you because you're on the ball. You know, you you have some wits about the situation and and that goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So of course I could talk to you forever (laughs) (laughs) and we could do like a three hour podcast. That would be fun. Um, And also uh, one of the questions I ask all my guests. And so I'm going to ask you is what does being an active entrepreneur mean to you? Oh, um, I thought that was a good question when when you showed me that Um, an active entrepreneur. I think of that as being well, one, it's, it's being proactive. It's putting yourself out there. It's um, not just sitting back and being like, well, why isn't my business growing? Well, in my mind, being an active entrepreneur is that you are willing to put on whatever crazy hats you need to wear to figure this crap out and to make it happen. Um, 
you know, again, I had no background in business and I'm learning all of this as I go. Um, but it's about the constant moving yourself forward and pushing yourself to learn more, to do more, um, to reach out and not just taking a back seat to it and expecting things to happen. Um, and I think the other piece of it is we're all in a business to make money. You know, that's the point of business. Otherwise we'd all be nonprofits. Um, I would do what I am doing regardless if I got paid a cent because I absolutely love what I'm doing right now. I need to make money doing it because I have three young boys that want to go to college and, you know, have the skills to go to college. So I need to help pay for that. Um, but the other piece of it is that I'm giving back. I want to, I want to make a difference in the world. And I think being an active entrepreneur is that you're not just out there to make money for yourself, but you're out there with the thought that I'm making a difference in people's lives and I'm serving others. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I love all the different answers that I, that I get. And I have to ask that question because it's the active entrepreneur podcast after all. Uh, and so many people started when I started it said oh well I'm not athletic I'm like it has nothing to do with that that's so funny I mean yes that can be your hobby and you need to get out and do things but also it's it's all these other um, pieces that people share so I love that Um, so how can people find out more and connect with you well um, very happy I have a new website Um, it is BethAllenDIY.com. Um, at this point, I would love for people to engage with me on um, my YouTube channel. That's really where I would love people to engage. Um, my YouTube um, uh, name is DIY Hip Chicks. I passed the million view mark last mm, week. Wow. Um, it was very exciting um, to hit a million views. Um, I get about 25,000 views a month, but, um, I need subscribers. Mm. I need to grow the subscriber base. So if you're engaged, if you think what I'm doing is cool and and you're all behind, you know, helping women homeowners, um, go to the YouTube channel and subscribe, um, tune into the videos, pass them, share them. What I need to do to help gain sponsorship for the show and to give it the momentum it needs to really grow to a national brand is numbers. I just need followers. I need people to engage on Facebook, on uh, YouTube, on Twitter, wherever you hang, find me um, and engage with me. And all of my platforms can be found through the website. Yeah. yeah. And I'll also link them up in in the podcast, of course, because we want to get people uh, following your stuff. I can remember, honest to gosh, I think I remember maybe your first video. (laughs) It was totally dorky. <laughs> yeah, but it was, but who, can, you know, when you look at it, I'm sure if you were to look at all your videos, as much as if you listen to all of my podcasts or the ones that I accidentally deleted, the old ones from like four years ago on my <laughs> website, a different podcast, different time, but uh, you can see the evolution. And I think, um, you know, it's useful for people to know that there is an evolution for everyone, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't start like right where you are, like right here today doing what you can do. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Well, I had had a great time, and and perhaps maybe next year after you've uh, you're, you've been on TV, and you, maybe we'll have you back so you can share a little mini update. Uh, you can share some of what that experience uh, was like for folks. 
Well, thank you. It's a, it is a roller coaster. <laughs> uh, I said to someone recently, the entrepreneurial roller coaster is nothing that Disney, Universal, or Six Flags could ever conjure up. They just can't make one that is as thrilling and as terrifying as the entrepreneurial roller coaster. Yeah. There'd be safety concerns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's just too damn dangerous. That's yeah. all I can yeah. say. Yeah, it's it's um, yeah, it, it, it's a journey, and and I think well for me anyway, looking at it at that and being with the long view and and being able to learn to just be calm when things aren't going well, or even when they are going well, to just be with that. And that's part of the, that's really what I think is part of the journey. Because otherwise, you ride the highs too high and the lows too low, and you're psycho. Oh, yeah, I've had psycho moments. Well, yeah, you have them. But ideally, if you can try to keep yourself together as you go, we fall apart now and then, but that's human. (laughs) Yes. Thank goodness. Yeah. Well, thank you again so much, Beth. Thank you, Paula. I'm appreciative of uh, the invite and the chance to catch up. Hey there. If you've been listening to this podcast and you're enjoying them, and particularly enjoying this podcast with Beth, I invite you to rate and review and share this podcast with others. It really helps us out and helps us keep the podcast going, as well as lets other people know about it. So I would love it if you could take some time and pay it forward. Again, rate and review over at iTunes, share this on your favorite social media, any little bit of good good juju that might help. So with that, uh, I thank you in advance. Very grateful for that. Uh, And in the meanwhile, as always, create a great day. (laughs) 